Chala, Perk Dalad, Mishnah, Yud Aleph, 411, the last Mishnah in Meseches Chala. And the Mishnah continues on to discuss cases where people brought things to Eretz Yisrael, but the rabbis rejected what they brought. The first case is Ben Antigonus, He'ela Bechoros Mebavel. This fellow Ben Antigonus, he brought animals, firstborn main animals, cows, goats, and sheep, um, as korbanos, as a Bechor, firstborn Bechor korban. But he brought them from Chutzlar, it's from Bavel. And the din is that one isn't to bring animals, firstborn animals, from animals that were born outside of Eretz Yisrael. It's really learned from a Hekish. The Pasuk that talks about Meister Shani also talks about uh, Bukhoros, and therefore it's understood just as Meister Shani is only brought from Eretz Yisrael, Peros, the fruit of Eretz Yisrael. So, so too, only the animals of Eretz Yisrael are subject to uh, the mitzvah of a Bukhor. And therefore, Velo Kiblu Menu, they did not accept these animals from him. They reject those animals and did not bring them as, as Bechor offerings. Now, you may know that in Meseches Temura, the third parak, there's a sheet that just did the opposite. that says, if once a Bechor is brought into the temple, um, so now it is offered as a Bechor korban, meaning Bidiyevid, once it's been brought, you don't turn it away. Um, so it seems there's a Mechlokas between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmael, and our Mishnah goes like Rabbi Akiva, that you do reject it, even Bidiyevid, whereas the Mishnah over there goes like Rabbi Yishmael, that it is accepted by the evidence brought as a carbon. The Mishnah continues in a new case. It says, Yosef HaKohen, Hevi Bikure Yain Veshemen. Yosef HaKohen, he brought Bikurim, I guess, that had been given to him, that would be, he would bring and then have for himself. Um, and those Bikurim, those first fruit offerings, normally is given as um, grapes or olives. Here he brought them as wine and oil. So it sounds like the reason why they're rejected, it says, Lo memeno, the rabbis do not allow for these Bikurim to be um, brought in front of the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash. And it sounds like the reason why is because they're not grapes and olives, but rather because they're now oil, like the liquid form, oil and wine. And however, you might recall that from the end of Masechus uh, Trumos, not long ago, in the 11th parak, we said that when it comes to um, the Bikurim that you bring, one could bring two liquids, wine and oil specifically, not others, but those who you could bring. So no pomegranate juice, but yes, grape juice, and yes, olive oil. The question, therefore, is why were they not accepted here? And the answer is, the Bartonor explains, when these particular grapes and olives were picked, the, the harvest at the time, they were intended to be consumed as grapes and olives, not as wine and oil. So then, in such a case, it's not proper to then go and squeeze those grapes or olives and turn them into wine and oil. They should now be brought as is, meaning in the fruit form. That's not what's happening here, and that being the case, the rabbis rejected um, this wine and oil to be brought as Bikurim. Af, hu he'ele banav veso, the same fellow, Yosef Cohen. He brought his wife and children, banav, his children, b'nei veso, other members of his household, which per ostensibly includes his wife also, La'asos Pesach Katan B'Yushalayim, to bring the, what we call Pesach Sheni, offering in Jerusalem. The basic mitzvah is, there's a Korban Pesach brought on the 14th of Nisan. If you're Tameh, or you're too far, whatever the circumstances are, sometimes you are not allowed or unable to bring the regular Korban Pesach, so then there's an obligation to bring, a month later, on the 14th of Er, a Pesach Sheni, what they're calling here a Pesach Katan. However, the obligation to bring the Pesach Sheni 
is a mitzvah on the men of the household. It's not obligatory on the wife of the household. She could bring it if she chooses to, but she doesn't have to. In contrast, the first Pesach, the primary Korban Pesach, must be brought by um, participating woman as well as, as her husband. Um, and as for the kids, so during Pesach, as one of the regalim, there's a mitzvah derives for the children to, at least the male children, to be present in the base of Mikdash and show up. And therefore, of course, they participate since they're there in the Korban Pesach. Really, everyone who can even a, even a kazayas of meat from the Korban Pesach is participating, obligated to participate. But not true when it comes to the Pesach Sheni. Again, um, there's no strict obligation, no firm requirement for the children um, to participate with their father. Now, the father could have done it by himself without bringing the children. And therefore, the Hechzeruhu, the Mishnah says, they, the rabbis, sent him, I guess sent them, back. In other words, they didn't la- allow for the wife and children to participate in the Pesach Sheni. And the reason why is because Shelo Yikva Hador Chova. Lest the people of that generation see Yosef Cohen as being an exemplar of proper behavior and they'll say just as Yosef Cohen went and brought his wife and children for Pesach Sheni, so really um, the right thing to do or the ideal thing to do is to is to bring your wife and children to do Pesach Sheni also for extra credit, if you will. And that's certainly wrong. We didn't want people to think that was the case. And in fact, um, in the case of women, it could be a big problem because since women are not obligated to bring the Pesach Sheni, um, if Pesach Sheni, meaning the 14th of ER, falls out on a Shabbos, so then the men would have to bring it anyways because the Pesach requires it. And you would bring the Pesach Sheni on Shabbos, but women certainly would not be allowed to bring it since it's just um, optional in their case. And therefore, even worse things could happen than just getting a misimpression of what the proper behavior is. And therefore, they sent... Yosef Akon and his family back, not accepting the wife and children's Pesach Sheni, um, so that people shouldn't misunderstand the halacha going forward, and uh, that would be a, a mistake and a problem for the future generations. That being the case, um, <clears throat> move on to one more case here in the Mishnah, and here are the cases, cases of Ariston, that's his name, Shehevi, he was Hevi Bikurav Me'apamya. He brought his Bikurim, meaning his first fruits, from the town of Apamia. Apamia is a place in Surya. And Surya, we've said a number of times already, just to the north of Eretzral, basically modern-day Syria, which was conquered by David Melech and has like a quasi-Eretzral status. So even though really technically Midorais, that's not Eretz Yisrael, it's really like Eretzral in, in a number of ways. Um, and one of those ways is that Trumas and are taken, just as Trumas and are taken in other bordering areas around Eretz Yisrael, Midorban. But in addition... Bikurim are taken in Surya, which is not true by other bordering areas, even those that are obligated in Trumas and Maestras. So the obligation to take Bikurim in Chutzlaretz um, is peculiar, it's unique just to Surya. And since Ariston lived in Surya, in the place called Apamia, so he brought his Bikurim. The Kibbu Menu, and they accepted those um, Bikurim from him. Mipnei because Sha'amru, they had a saying that there's just a saying. This is on a pasuk. Hakona besuria. If one purchases land in Surya, kakona be farvad It's as if he purchased just like uh, on uh, on the land, just on the outskirts of Jerusalem. And just as Yushalayim is you know Eretzral prime, and obviously one brings bikurim from there. So too, similarly, when it comes to pop, if to Surya, all the produce there. If there's bikurim, they must be brought um, from there. Now you may ask. We learned earlier in the parak that, at least according to some Tanaim from Gamliel, the 
Surya land is Tame. And you would say, how could you possibly bring Bikurim, which are Tame, from Surya? So the answer is that while it's true according to Rangamil, it is Tame, the land is Tame, the air is Tame, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Bikurim would be Tame, um, because unlike Chala, which already has had water mixed to flour, and therefore it's always it always will come Tame, and therefore in the previous mission we said under no circumstances will we ever accept Chala from Chutzlaretz. Um, in the case of Bikurim that are coming from Surya, so if the Bikurim never were wetted, like he's bringing pomegranates and the pomegranates never were wet, so the pomegranates could come from a Tame place, but the pomegranates themselves could remain Tawar, and that must be the case over here that the Bikurim that he brought were Tawar Bikurim, and therefore they were accepted and offered in front of the Mizbeach there and eaten by the Kohanim. Uh, and with that, we we finish Maseches Chala. Salak Maseches Chala, Baruch Hashem. And uh, next, we begin Be'ez Hashem Maseches Orla.